called a tent. And they wanted to live there. But Jesus led them back into the chaos of the day. Whilst we are here, people are dying. Our world is filled with chaos. While we are here, people are hopeless. Poverty, violence, disturbed minds. I want to say in this town alone, Cotmanay, Shipley, Kirkhallam, West Hallam, Larklands, Hena, we could just surround the area. And there are all kinds of difficulties. There's a multitude of problems. We cannot stay here. For the sake of your kids, your grandkids, neighbors, parents, friends, and colleagues. Imagine, just for a moment, what if you had a son or a daughter who was living estranged from you? They've taken a path that fills you with pain, remorse, and anguish. They made a decision to walk away from you, your values, and your God. But in their despair, after hitting rock bottom, they drove past a church and something told them to go in. They pulled in to the car park only to find the car park jam-packed full. There was no room. And so they decided to leave. But this voice told them to stay. So they did. They walk in the church only to find there's no seats. The place is packed. It's buzzing. But no one is willing to give up their seat. Again, they decide to leave. But this voice comes back to them again and says to them, just stay. They eventually find a seat. They see a lot of friendliness and genuine love towards one another. But no one really connects with them. They wonder if anyone else is new and feels like them. The service is styled to suit the people who are already saved. The worship is long. And the service goes on. They walk away after this experience, even more disengaged and lost by the experience. How would this make you feel as their mum or dad? Outraged? Angry? Upset for the lost opportunity? Questioning why someone didn't see them. This was the moment. And it's now gone. Will there be another chance? The answer to this little parable for us is to move from here and to go there. So let me walk you there. What does there look like? Well, I have to be honest with you, packed services, multiple services, need for more service, more small groups. There means inconvenience. On a Sunday, this means a short walk to church from the many parking spaces nearby to make sure the car park is free for the disabled, for the elderly, for young families with babies, and for first-time guests. There means introducing new songs that we don't always know and sometimes don't always like, that carry a new fresh sound that connects both with Christians and non-Christians alike. There means noisy kids and young people. Mark walls, used carpets. There means giving of your time and energy in serving 
in a team. There means committing yourself to being in a small group or being a small group leader. There means giving more money because we want to reach more people. There means coming early and serving and staying late to make sure everything is done. There means giving our time, resource, and skills. You know what it means? It means giving up meals to fast. I'm praying on a six o'clock in the morning because we're serious about seeing people saved and helped. That means laying down our privileges, our prejudices, and opinions, and serving, loving, giving, and submitting. That wayward son or daughter, that husband or wife who doesn't follow God, how are they going to be changed here or there? We must move from here, which is good, to there, which is great. Let me tell you, there is where growth comes from. There is where your kids' family members are baptized. There is where we get to officiate at the wedding of your kids. There is where we get to dedicate your grandkids. And there is where we see lost people, broken people, lonely people, saved, helped, and healed. You may say that's all well and good. But that's just for the professionals or the A-team. I can't do those things that you've just said. What can I do? How can I make a difference? I wanted to show you a video which describes the power of serve. The power of service. I want to encourage you to make a decision to get involved. See the incredible power of serving and what a difference it actually makes to everybody. Just in these closing moments that I've got here with regards to just laying out the goals, because you're saying, well, we haven't heard the goals yet, Christian. We've still got a bag here. Let me just now reveal, in terms of where we feel as a, as a church, we need to go into 2015. On our screens, there's going to be a Bible verse. It's read from Matthew chapter 5, and verse 14, reading from the message. It says there, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand. Jesus was showing the way, challenging those who were following him to bring color, light, and flavor to our worlds. For us to be lit and for us to stand out and shine. Our theme for the year Last year it was strengthening. This year is to stand out and shine. Stand out and shine. What do I mean when I say stand? Well, very quickly, the definition of stand is to, to rise, to be in an upright position, on our feet, to remain stable, upright, intact, to remain valid, effective, and unaltered. What does it mean to shine? It means to emit light, to dis- distinguish oneself in an activity or a field, bring excellence of quality and appearance. God is calling each and every one of us to stand out and shine. As I draw the, the morning to, the cl- to a close, I want to just simply and concisely articulate just three goals, simple goals, that will help us in standing out and shining. The arena leaders and staff are gathering around these goals and these will help us to keep moving towards maintaining an outward focus. These goals will 
continue us from camping here and will push us forward to there. So the first goal is this. We wanted to see 50 first-time decisions for salvation and an ongoing discipleship journey. 50 in Ilkeston and 50 in Mansfield. You may say this should be the goal of every church, surely to grow. But sadly, this is often not the case. Many churches say they want to grow, but in reality, they are happy to remain where they are. But we have a big goal to grow. And do not underestimate how big this goal is. I'm not talking about 50 people joining us from other churches. Nor am I talking about 50 hands that respond and never follow through. We're saying we will work and pray towards 50 brand new people responding and then going on a discipleship journey. We're talking darkness to light, the walk from death to life, people becoming new creations, people being born again, people being saved, people having dramatic transformations of the gospel, radical stories of amazing grace. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. You may say, well, how do I play my part in this? I can't talk to anybody. I can't say anything. I'm not good enough. I'm not confident enough. In your bags, just grab your bags. You're allowed to open them now. I want to show you how you can play your part. Don't rip them so you don't have to take the the bags with you as well. But as you do that, there's a number of things you're going to find in your bags. Oh, the sound of rustling. Sounds like the spirit is coming. Oh, yeah. Okay, in your bag. In your bag, you're going to find a candle. We're not going all Anglican for you Anglicans. Nor are we going down the road of the Catholics, and I have good friends with both the Catholics and the Anglicans. But this light, this candle, sorry, signifies light that will shine. God wants to use you. Nudge the person in your ribs next to you and say, you. God wants to use you. God wants to use you as a light that shines to others. You'll notice that there is a card. There's two cards, but the one card on one side says shine, stand out and shine, which is the theme here, and it will run through the year. But there's the three goals that we're looking at. The first goal, 50 first-time decisions for salvation and an ongoing discipleship journey. There's another card with a message is how to lead others to Jesus if you've been invited here for the first time you're not here under false pretenses the reality is somebody who's brought you has a desire to see your life changed you've probably said to them your life's a mess or whatever and on this card there are some people who have no idea what to do with what God has done in them and there's four Just practical things that will just help you. We want you to take you that and just let it just wash over you and live in you. 
You'll also find a notepad that you can use in your office or in your, at the side of the telephone or side of your bed. We put a pad in there because we want to encourage you to write down your story of how you came to faith in Jesus. Please listen to me at this point. This is really important. I don't think most people share the story because they've not really articulated the story. And I think it's important that you just write down your story. You might need the whole pad. For some of you, you only need one sentence. But you need to be able to articulate what Jesus did for you on that day. What Jesus did for you in that moment. And then once you've got it, I want to encourage you, with all your strength and with all your might, begin to share that story. That story has great power. That story is just incredible. It has the ability to take people from where they are here and bring them to another destination. I want to encourage you with that. And then lastly, there are two invitation cards, one for Ilkeston and one for Mansfield on either side. Keep them in your wallet, in your purse, in your iPad case, in your mobile phone case, and use them. Why don't you invite somebody over these next few weeks and months? It's a simple invitation. We'd love to see you in Ilkeston. We'd love to see you in Mansfield. Arena does amazing works in the community. But behind the amazing works of Arena is the amazing message of Arena. And that is that God came to die for you. And he did this out of love. If you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus. I want to tell you, Jesus came out of love for you. For you. I don't get it either. Because I look at myself in the mirror. And I don't get why God would love me. We watched something, some of the staff and one of the pastors, just his closing comment says, why am I so generous? Because I have never forgot the amazing, generous thing that God did for me. I never forgot where I was saved from. I want to encourage you to know today that God loves you. It doesn't matter where you are, he loves you. And this is the message that we want to declare. God's heart is that we reap a harvest. God states in, or John writes in John 15, that God has planned and purposed for his church to bear much lasting fruit. This fruit on this stage, isn't actually fruit, it's people. It is fruit, do you get what I mean? We're not talking about seeing 50 apples, we're talking about 50 people whose lives are changed. Let us get bringing, reaching and inviting. Let's make the most of the opportunities that present ourselves through Arena. As I close on this particular point, Phil shared a story that's really impacted me over this week. And Henry Stanley, who was sent out to go and find David Livingstone in Africa, deepest Africa, he was a great explorer himself. And he went out and found Livingstone. He didn't know him. But after developing a friendship with the groundbreaking pioneer missionary David Livingstone, Henry Stanley himself became a follower of Jesus. And Stanley said of David Livingstone, he converted me to Christ and he wasn't even trying to do so. May we do likewise. The second goal is above me. It's the multiplying of small groups. We want to see small groups. We want to see multi-lights that light up the M1 corridor. 
Light shining in darkness, in houses, in neighborhoods, and coffee shops. Small groups will become a bedrock foundation for Arena Church. Allowing the church to grow to thousands whilst people being in smaller relational groups for discipleship, love, friendship, and care. What are the benefits of small groups, you may ask? Well, here's a few comments that I selected from those who attend small groups, both in Ilkeston and Mansfield. Lindsay says this, small groups provide a safe, friendly, and supportive environment that help me understand more by sharing with others while continuing my journey of faith. Lindsay's here today. We have Anne Duin, who sits in our Mansfield congregation. She said this, there are places where people feel comfortable and they can share things with trusted people. And Andy, who's here today and who's on the video, seems to be everywhere at the minute, doesn't he, Andy Flynn? When you first join the church, it can seem daunting with so many new people to get to know. Joining a small group helps with that as you immediately have a smaller group of friends to get to know. It has helped me with Bible study and discussions around general faith issues. We also meet in a relaxed atmosphere and everybody's in somebody's home, much better than in a formal church environment for this kind of meeting. And lastly, we have social events, which are always relaxed and fun. In small groups, people are discipled, they're cared for. People can make friends and they grow. We want to see our one group here in Ilkeston and our two groups in, in, in Mansfield multiply. We want to see the groups grow. We believe that over the next year, we could see 8, 10, 12 new groups begin to form with everyone having a heart to be in a small group, with leaders being trained and released in using their gifts. The present reality here is that we have people waiting to be in a small group. And we have no room to place them. Plus, we don't have enough people coming forward to be a host or a leader. There is a period of training. There will be a selection process. It's not everybody's bag. But Paul and Liz will give a lead to that. So we're here, but how do we get there? Well, we need to keep people to come forward with a passion to connect with others in this setting and become group leaders. Yes, it's a commitment, but it's worth it. The 50 new people, what are we going to do with them that we're going to see saved? We want to see them planted in a small group that will cause them to grow, develop, and change. Interestingly, the early church developed a potent partnership of corporate worship in large public buildings in towns and cities and at the same time met in small groups in homes. And it was said of those churches that the whole cities were filled with these Christians. May this be said of Mansfield and Ilkeston. If you were interested in knowing more about small group leadership, and it's been on your heart, but you just keep throwing it off, today's the day for you to move from there into action, to move from here to there. And I'd ask you to speak with Paul and Liz. You can contact them through the email, paul at arenacommunity.co.uk, or you can see them. They're at the back at the moment. You can see them after the service, or give your name down at the reception area, and we'll make sure that someone follows you up. But we're believing for a multiplication of our small groups. And lastly, our third goal is to see the influence in our community to increase. There's a set of tools which shows the practicalities of what the community is involved in. You see, working in the community is time-consuming and challenging. 
It's often practical. It takes volunteers, time and resource. But as we give what we have, when we offer our skills and gifts to God, God does miraculous things. He breaks into this broken world. And God is causing and calling each and every one of us to play our part in binding up the broken hearts of this world. Yes, it is challenging. But as Lisa has said on many occasions, the rewards far outweigh the challenges. We've already outlined what is happening in Ilkeston. It's nothing short of miraculous. However, there's more to do. Back in 2010, I said we had a desire to be involved in the community. At that point, we had very little happening. Now we're involved in approximately 1,300 people's lives on a regular basis in Ilkeston. Our desire is for the community impact to be strengthened and increased. We desire to touch 10% of our population. This means 3,500 people in Ilkeston and 10,000 people in Mansfield. We're planning to open our first house for ladies this month. Ladies who need to be cared for, mentored and loved. This house is a discipleship program for life. We're going to show them how to cook, how to clean, pay the bills, manage their emotions, whilst at the same time pointing them gently to Jesus. We also continue to discuss the potential of developing the Woolworths building to develop a social enterprise retail area that educates, rehabilitates, encourages, trains, and employs. All this while still pushing forward our present activities. I want to say there are many challenges in this town, and by God's grace, We want to continue to meet the needs. Let's not rest. Let's not settle. Maybe not sleep or slumber whilst people are hurting. And if I can say this, dying in our community. William Booth said this, while women weep as they do now, I'll fight. While little children go hungry as they do now, I'll fight. While men go to prison in and out, in and out as they do now, I'll fight. While there is one drunkard left, while there is a poor lost girl upon the streets, While there remains one dark soul without the light of God, I'll fight, I'll fight to the very end. You've seen and heard the progress we've made. We're here. We are here. But by God's grace, we want to go there. And we can only move there as we commit ourselves to the task, as we stay united as we continue to look beyond ourselves and serve others. And lastly, as we look to God for him to do what only he can do. I'll close with this verse. Isaiah, a prophet of the Old Testament, had an incredible spiritual experience where he felt sinful. An angelic being touched his mouth and took away his sins. And he felt clean. And then he heard a voice from God say this. Whom shall I send? And who will go? Who will go and tell the people? Who will go and make a difference in the wor- this world? Who will go? And Isaiah immediately stepped forward and said, here I am. Send me. May God use each and every one of us in these three simple goals. Fifty first-time decisions, and then going on a discipleship journey, the multiplying of small groups, the increase of our community influence. May God help us.